Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Life Loading Podcast. My name is Sky, and I'm Susan. How are you today, Sky? You know what, Susan? We always start, and I'm like, I'm in such a good mood, but today I don't know what it is. I'm tired. I'm my mom. It's the she describes this feeling as stabby, and that's how I feel today. So I'm really looking forward to this episode because every time we talk, it just puts me in the right mood. So I'm feeling good. I think we're. I think I'm just tired. I think it's just. I had a really good weekend, so I think I'm coming down from like the high of that, but no complaints, just, you know, ebbs and flows. So how are you, Susan? Well, I love the transparency there because I think <laughs> that's the other thing is that we do get on here and we're always like, oh yeah, everything's so good. And then we like disappear for a month and then we come back <laughs> and I feel like it's just so true. Like there's not every day is a good day. And like, even though we are portray ourselves as Ray of sunshine on the internet, like we also have bad days. Um, I... A couldn't be happier because I'm in my home for the first work day. We closed on Friday and now we're here. We're all moved in. Um, and I just feel so like creatively ready. I feel like I was in such a waiting place and like a temporary frame of mind that even when we were at the apartment before we even saw our house, I knew that that was temporary and that wasn't our space. And now I'm in a space where I'm like, okay, like we're going to build our entire life here And I just feel like I can be so creative with literally everything I do. Like there's no rules here. Like I can do whatever I want. Like I can draw on the walls if I want. And I'm just very excited about that. It's such a cool feeling to like, I posted this on Instagram today, but this is a goal that you've been talking about and working towards. And now you have reached that goal. So what a gratifying feeling of just like, like that breath of like, yes, you can breathe because you've done all this work to get there, but also like, wow, like what's next, you know, like, and that's the dream life loading is that this was a huge step for your dream life. But now, like you said, like you get to build your whole life there. Yeah. We're going to have dream life loading headquarters because my yeah. office, this is not the background you guys will be seeing. We're in my dining room right now. Um, but once my office is all set up, like we'll have a space, it'll be consistent. And I think that's really cool for our business too, because like we've talked about this, but you're going to be seeing two very different lifestyles through our content. It's not one size fit, fits all. And you can kind of travel with me with my like homemaking and that sort of thing. And you can literally travel the world with Sky and all that she's doing, which is so cool. With all of that, there's a lot of change, which brings us into today's topic, which is friendships, whether they're friendship breakups or maintaining friendships and like what goes into that. Do you want to start? Like what's the first thing? I I know you have a list. Of course I have a list. Um, I I like this episode because I think we are both 23, post-grad. I'm, Susan, I'm almost exactly a year out of college. Isn't that like horrifying? I'm two years out of college. No, it's so weird. And it's such an odd, I don't know. It's such a weird age. And I know anyone that is this age or has been this age can totally relate to that. And if you are younger than us, just appreciate the moments of being younger than 23, which I am so happy to be this age. And I'd like the freedom and the responsibility and the maturity, but it's crazy to look back and be like, wow, I graduated almost a year ago. But With that being said, there is so much change that goes into your friendships post-grad. I think college gives us such a bubble and a security that you know your friends are going to be there and you know on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights you're going to hang out with your friends and there's just that sense of knowing what's going to happen with college. And then post-grad friendships get really different and hard to maintain and things change and people change. So yeah, I don't know where we want to start with this, but I think that 
we're at a point where we've really had to re-identify what a friend means to us. And I think, actually, this is a place to start. I think friendships can be a lot like seasons. And I know that's such a cliche term, but I never really understood what that meant until after college, because I think all my friends were either in my college with me or also in that same point in life. So it was like, oh yeah, we're all like taking our classes and doing the same things. And then you get out of college and it's like, okay, well, I have friends that are my winter friends. Like you can, I, you can categorize them as however you want, but you have different friends for different aspects of your life. And then at least for me, you have that very core group of friends that are just like your, like the pieces you can wear in every season versus like your shorts or your tank tops, things like that. So yeah, I think just kind of trying to identify and navigate changing with allowing friendships to change with your life. If that tangent made any sense at all. Yes. No, it really did. There's so many places that I could branch <laughs> off of that. Um, I think let's start with our age group because so I graduated a year early. So I got thrown from the college pool of friends into a very adult world of friends with teaching. So I was surrounded by all these teachers who were like at least 10 years older than me, which was fine for me because I've always gravitated towards adults more so than people my age. Um, and so that social aspect was different. And then I come out of teaching and now I'm in a very different career, but I'm working remote. So I'm not getting that social aspect necessarily that we're getting. And Chris and I just went to a wedding a couple weekends ago. Shout out to the Legiers. Um, but table 12 was lit and we were so excited. Chris and I had both said like post COVID, um, cause I was before COVID, I wasn't even 21. So it wasn't like we were out at bars finding friends. Um, and where we live, like, you're not going to find people that you don't already know in a bar. Um, but it was so refreshing to be in a social situation where we could make friends and just like meet people our age. Like, it's really hard to find those environments where you're just going to be randomly introduced to people. And I think that's kind of what, where, in college, like you have people your age on your floor in your classes in the dining hall, like you are literally running into people of your age group all day long. And then you get thrown into the adult world. And it's not like that at all. Yeah, I think, oh my god, that yeah, th- this this might be like a four part episode, I feel like. Yeah, like yeah, series. Um, <laughs> because there's so much to dive into with this. But yeah, I think, and with me, moving around so much at this phase of life, that's been really hard too. And I've been relying, I I mentioned this to a friend the other day too, is she was talking about a a work friend and she was like, she did this or whatever. And, and I was like, look, like, and she felt the same way, but I was just kind of like voicing my opinion is that there are so few, I think we're so lucky to have friendships that have been able to travel with us through, through college. If they're, if they've made it past college and into your post-grad life. And if they haven't, that's fine too. And I think we'll get into that more in a little bit, but the friendships that you carry with you, those are the ones to hold on to versus like the friend you made uh, a month ago at work or the friend you made three months ago when you moved to your new place, whatever, if they stick, that's awesome. But if they don't, I've been trying really not to hold on to like being angry if I'm not connecting with people as well as I did when I was 15 or things like that. And I was kind of trying to say this to her is like, don't get too hung up on newer people. And I know that might sound kind of blunt, but if it's just the way it is, is that everyone at our age right now is in such a huge, like, I don't know what I'm doing phase in so many different aspects. And like, 
people are busy and like, yeah, you were busy in college, but you literally had scheduled time to socialize. And like, there's no surprise that those connections were being made so much easier because you literally had the time to do it. And now no one is in the same place. No one can like, there's, there's so many less ways to relate to people, I think. So making friends is a lot harder, I guess, is the, the long, the short version of this. And so I've been trying to just really hold on to the people that give me the most joy and have given me the most joy for that longer period of time. That's not to say I'm not looking to make more friends. I would like to make more friends, but I think with, when you're transitioning and transitioning in life and going through these seasons of change, holding on to the friendships that you can hold on to is really important. I think jumping off of that with, let's just pull the time constraint. When you don't have time, like you get into a real job and then you have responsibilities like rent, et cetera. Like you are juggling a bunch of things, which happens when you become an adult more so outside of college, whether you went to college or not, like once you get thrown into you're responsible for keeping a house or a roof over your head, like that's time consuming. Um, and I think with the time constraint, you realize you set expectations for yourself. And I think that's the other thing is as you grow up, you kind of realize like, okay, like I don't want to be treated like that. Whether you are coming out of a small school and then you have, you know, like we've talked about this before, but I came from a really small school. So like your choices of friends were minimal. So you kind of played nice with everyone. Like you didn't, you didn't have to like them, but you were going to be friendly with everyone. Um, And then you come out of that. And like, I went to a big college and I, you could choose your friends and then you get out of college. It's like, okay, like now I have these couple like pockets of friends And if someone's not treating you right, you're not going to, you don't have time to like be treated like shit is really what it boils down to. And then you set expectations for what you want your friends to be. And I think that's something you learn. I know my expectations for my friendships is very different today than it was even a year ago. And that's just something that you have to figure out what works for you and how you want to be treated at the end of the day and what's worth spending your time on. Like, is it worth spending your time on someone who's going to make you feel like shit? No, like, and then that's kind of how you weed out. And I think, unfortunately, yes, your circle does get smaller, but then the time that you spend with these people, whether they're siblings or friends, like it's so much more meaningful and fulfilling. That's what I've found. Anyways. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I feel like I'm, you just did the same thing that I did. Now I'm like, I don't know which place to pick, but I think <laughs> like in college, you're kind of in, this could actually be taken as a good way or a bad way is that you're around your people. And like, yes, like a bigger college, we were able to pick our circles, but you're still going to be around those people, people, whether you decide you want to put energy into those relationships or not, it's easy. And it's there post-grad. You really get the choice of saying like, okay, I don't have to see this person every day now. Or like I had class with this person. Now I don't like, do I actually want to pursue that friendship or do I want to let it fade? Like, do I want the season to end? And that's a really cool, and it can be looked at as sad because of course, like, do I talk to everyone that I talked to when I was in college? No. And do I miss some of those friendships? For sure. It can go both ways. And I think that's just kind of, it can be looked at as really sad. And I think that's something for a lot of college grads. They're like, I'm never going to see you again, or we're not going to, it's not going to be the same. And it's like, no, it's not. And that's, it's okay. Like, yes, it's sad. And like, we're allowed to like, wallow in that sadness at graduation like we all had the bar cry the last night of college and then it's okay to just like move on and grow with that and I think my energy when I first moved here in October I put so much energy into making friends and that literally is where the kind is never wrong collection came from it's like that's what I was focusing on is like 
I wanted to spend my money so that I could go out to dinners with these girlfriends and meet new people. And that was what I was putting my like financial yeah. and mental energy and all the things into. Yeah. And now I'm at a little bit of a different point. And it's like, I want to put my energy more into like our business and like personal growth and things like that. So I think the ability to be able to pick and choose where you're going to put your energy is something that post-grad you really get to take advantage of, which I've really been enjoying kind of like, ex- like experimenting is the right word, just kind of figuring out that balance. Yeah, exploring. Exploring. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, And going off of that, it's kind of a little bit different of a twist than what we've been on the trail we've been on, but long distance friendships. I think you like you moving, not only but like we've always had a pretty long distance relationship other than the year and a half that so three semesters that I was on campus at UNH. And then after that, we were long distance. So the majority of our relationship has been long distance. That's However, right. when you moved to Italy, I know I, we both did, but we put in so much more effort to stay connected because we like, there's a lot more space, like being two hours away and being an ocean away are very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of those things where we put more time into our friendship. And then I was like, okay, like, no, this is the standard. Like the way that sky and I connect and stay connected, even though we're so far away is like the energy and time I should be putting into the relationships I have right here, you know? And then the people that didn't meet those expectations, like literally since you've left, I've like shed friends. And I think that's a good way of putting it too. Cause like, you're not losing them. You don't have to cut them out, but you can shed them to a point where you just don't put as much time or energy into them. And that's not a bad thing. And it's not, de- it's not designed to hurt anyone either. And I think that's a huge thing. It's like, if you outgrow a friendship or you guys have like, a like goes down, crash and burn type situation with a friend at the end of the day, you guys still like cared for each other at one point. And I would hope that you guys can find closure and forgiveness to move on. I know that like segued a couple different ways, but it's literally every single point we wanted to cover in this episode <laughs> into one beautiful paragraph. It was like, here's, here's Susan's thesis to like continue. <laughs> it's beautifully done. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I think like friend breakup. So this your blog from last week, I think, like you said, was really what inspired this whole episode and friend breakups in, oh my God, like middle school. I won't even like go there because that was like no, I can't. some of the getting, like, days yeah. of my life was because of yeah. like friend breakups in middle school. And then high school, it was just as hard. College, it was a little different, but still difficult. And now post-grad, I wouldn't even consider it like a breakup anymore. I think because you're able to take that distance, whereas in college or in high school or in middle school, like, you're oh my God, I remember, like you'd be texting your friend, getting into a fight. And then in sixth grade, you have to go back to school the next day and you have to sit next to them because it's assigned seats. And like, you cannot escape if you need that space from someone. And like you said, like, it's okay. Like it's not meant to hurt anyone. Like if two people need a break or they don't, they aren't meant to be friends anymore like I literally wrote down, appreciate what you had. Like, I think that's the maturity of friend great breakups from 10 years ago yeah. versus where we are now is just like, it's okay to just appreciate for what it was. You can look back and still love those memories. Like you said in your blog, like I did not delete the photos. I did not delete the memories because they're still there and they still hold just as much important as they did when you're in that moment. And it's okay to just move on and not have to like have a screaming match about it and just like, love each other from afar, you know, like, like their photos. Yeah. Instagram, like That's where you're at. If not take a clean break, like that's great too. You know, like wherever you're at, you can just love that person for what they once were for you. 
Yeah. And what you were once were for them, because at the end of the day, if a relationship breaks, it's not, it's never one person's fault. And I think it would be really easy to like throw all of your anger and sadness at them. If something like, let's say a friendship ends, like really abruptly, it's really easy to channel those emotions. Just be like, I hate them. They hurt me. And then end it there. But a lot of times as an adult that I've found so far is that when friendships fizzle out or whatever, there's not going to be closure because if you guys were effectively communicating in the first place, your friendship would be fine. And that's what it boils down to. Like the last handful of situations that I've dealt with friendship wise, it always boils down to a lack of communication. And it's just that was the number one thing on my list was communication. (laughs) My, um, in high school, what, he wasn't my coach, but he was a mentor of mine. And he oh, he was a military guy. And he said, the first thing that ever breaks down is communication. Everything after that will go up in flames. And I was like, oh, like, okay. Like, I mean, I was in high school, so I like, took it with a grain of salt. But like, I think about that on a regular basis. Every single thing we do, whether it's at my copywriting job or our business or a lot with my friendships, even like my husband, if you're not communicating then no one else knows what's going on in your head. Mm-hmm. You can't assume and you can't expect anyone to read your mind. And just communication is so important. We should do an episode on communicating with partners because that's like a whole different beast, but it really is. I feel like so many people aren't able or don't think it's okay to mourn the ending of a friendship. I think we we have like let's say like you you have a friend that's going through a breakup with her boyfriend and you know how to handle it because you're taught through social media and whatever and movies that like when your friend breaks up you bring them ice cream and this and that but if you have a friend breakup from a friend it can be treated the same way like in a lot of instances you spend more time with your friends than you do with your significant other if you're not living together and especially if you're in college and being a, like I've written down allow yourself to be sad like it's okay to feel those feelings even though it's a friendship. yeah like it's it's okay to like treat that as the the real friendship that it was like it is a relationship it's just a different form of one but you know communication I'd written down and we'll we'll go more into this on another episode but Nick and I met and then two three months later he moved because he graduated college and we were long distance for a year over a year over a year if we weren't, if we couldn't quickly figure out how to communicate, we never would have made it. So communication yeah. for sure is number one with, if you're trying to maintain a long distance friendship, relationship, business, whatever it is, like you have to communicate. It's crucial. And honestly, I feel like our, com- at least for Chris and I, our communication skills because of being long distance are so much better. Mm-hmm. And, and even with us as long distance business partners and, and like as weird as that sounds to say, like if you're going to do something with business or if I'm going to do something, if we don't communicate with one another, we're going to lose that trust immediately. And then the business crumbles. So it's right. communication right. with any and all friendships, whether you're long distance or not. And I feel like I mean, I definitely feel like we've put all enough time in where I feel like the most probably secure in our friendship And there's been times where I neglect to say something to you, whether it's business or personal related. And you're like, oh, I didn't know. It's like, yeah, because I didn't tell you. Like, it's one of those things that I just, we talk all the time. I just assumed I brought it up and then I didn't. And then, and I feel like those are the only times we've ever had even, I don't even know if they're issues, but just any sort of disagreement or anything come up. And it was a lack of communication. 
And then it's all it took was a text or a phone call. It was like all cleared up. You know what I mean? And we've both identified this is what I am going to bring to a friendship or a partnership. And this is what I expect in return. And then if one thing goes wrong, mm-hmm. it's identified. And we're both like, okay, great, move on. Is that we've formed that trust with each other that I, we can both, and you, you keep like, I've done things wrong too. This, <laughs> this both go both ways where like you come to me and you're like, look, like this wasn't, this came across the wrong way to me. You upset me, you hurt me, whatever. And it's like, okay, like I apologize. And the, the trust right. is there. And like, it's all about learning too, because there's been instances where either one of us has done, and I, this sounds like we do shit to each other all the time. We don't. It's very <laughs> seldom that we have a situation like this, but the handful of times, if that, I'd say like a couple of times, yeah. it's always been such a, like, it's how grateful I don't know where I'm going. I am so grateful that I have this friendship because I'm not just learning about me, but I'm learning about how I treat others and how that might upset someone else. The way that we communicate with each other, that is something that we've worked on because I know there's been times that I just assume that I just do something and then you are like, oh, well, like, let's work on this. And then I am conscious of the way I frame things. So like, instead of just doing something, I ask. And I don't ask like in a redundant, like I already know the answer way. I ask very like, okay, like actually, how can I support you? How can I be helpful to you? And I, that was, that was a big adjustment for me. Cause it was like actively being aware of how I communicate with you, which yep. I'm so glad I do now because I feel like our conversations, there's not as many questions like at the end of the day yeah. and it's just more authentic, organic. Yep. I don't know. It just, it, I feel like it added a layer to our friendship and it especially helped clarify the way we communicate with each other. At least for me, I feel like on my end, that was something that you taught me, like interact with me this way. And I was like, okay, I can adjust my, like me for that. And And it was just super helpful. And it's one of the things that I think about regularly that I love. I think it's something that you talk with relationships. Like this is the way I want to be loved. And this is like, you have your, um, what's it called? Like love languages, I think. Um, and there's like five more. Right. But then with your friendships, you don't really do that. And I think that's something that we've done I think because of going into business together and being long distance and all these different things is we've kind of had no choice except to really iron out what friendship means to us. But this could be advice to someone if you're trying to build like stronger connections with your friends, like how do you want to be treated as a friend? Like you're allowed to be that blunt and open with your friends as you would be with a romantic partner. And I kind of think that's the way we've we've done it is just like very honestly, like this is the way a friendship works for me. And it, it honestly has been helpful for me in the reverse too, of like, this is, this is what I want from a friendship. And I think in college, I didn't really do that enough was what, what do I like, what's important to me. I kind of just took what was given versus like, no, I can pick and choose and identify what I want yeah. from a friendship. And that's a big thing with like immature friendships that we maybe used to have is now it feels like I'm receiving as much as I'm giving, which is such a big difference. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're a people pleaser too, because I know I lost myself in friendships trying to give what they wanted when it wasn't anything that I wanted. I had no interest in it. And no wonder that those relationships fell flat because I was, I don't want to say acting like someone I wasn't, but I was providing things that I didn't need to, or that I didn't want to in the first place. Yeah. 
This episode. Do you want to go to favorite? Turn. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying. It's like yes. I. I'm dramatic. I hope I'm buckled up for this. <laughs> but I think it's it's just a rambly like it's just friendship, which I think is it's a us. topic. Yep. And we'll I think yeah. we'll iron it out better in future episodes and like yeah. pick. We can actually pick like a lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today was like yeah. We'll we'll narrow it down. But yes, favorites. You go ahead. Um, well, my visit, well, my favorite of the week is my house. I'm just very, very excited about my house. I'll give you like little like details of it at later episodes, but very excited about that. What is your favorite for the week? My physical or sorry, my favorite of the week is um, (laughs) just reading. I've been on such a reading kick. I know I've talked about it in past episodes, but I finished my 11th book of the year this past weekend And I actually upped my reading goal. I wanted to read 25 books this year and I upped it to 30. And I think if I continue on this, I can probably up it even more. But um, I've been on a big Emily Henry kick. She wrote um, The People We Meet on Vacation and Book Lovers is the one I'm reading right now. And there's another that I can't think. Oh, um, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. But then she has a new one that just came out that I'm excited to read. But yeah, I've just really been enjoying reading and not being I was I was obsessed with love is blind a couple weeks ago and I was off my reading grind and it was kind of driving me crazy so I purposely have not started a new show because I just want to keep reading but yeah that that's been my favorite of the week and kind of of the year so far my quote for the week is work until you no longer have to introduce yourself I created some career experiences for myself last week that were really rewarding and really like stressful but worth it like experiences and I want to just grind until I can walk into a room and people know who I already am like before I even get there they're gonna be like oh Susan Ash is coming be like yeah she is like I think the first step in that is acting like it yeah and that's this there's such a difference between like um acting like you have a big ego versus just the confidence of like Maybe you don't know who I am, but you should know who I am. And here's why. And like that confidence. Oh, I love There's that. There's got to be a grace to it. I think that's the line between like egotistical and like confident. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the line I'm walking. Yeah. Of like you, you would be lucky to get to know me. That's been a phrase that I've been really like yeah. with people pleasing too, especially like someone would be lucky to get to know you. And if they don't want to, that's, that's their loss. So it kind of all comes yep. My mindset of the week, my mantra of the week is take a vacation each day. I love this. Like this, I I saw it and I was like, yes, like this is like the dream life loading. Like everything we're going into this spring and summer is all under the mantra, take a vacation each day. And I think you can look at that as like the mindset you feel when you're on vacation is like, today will be great. Like whatever I have to do, will get done when I'm off vacation. And it, it, it all that mindset of like, enjoy today and let the rest figure it out when it gets figured out. I love that. And I think that's really what I've been trying to live by. And with everything we have coming with Dream Life Loading, all is in that mindset. So I, I loved that. It was like, yes, every day can be vacation if you just act like it is. Yep. I That's like such a perfect way to end it too. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. You guys know the drill. Like and subscribe. Comment if you have a topic you want us to talk about. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for watching. See you next time.